that exists right now is is one where you can really grow market share. But we do have to change, just as you said, some of the things we're doing. It's been a different market for the past two and a half years, and people have gotten accustomed to that. It was uh, it was an easier market, let's put it that way. But this is, you know, easy times make soft people, you know, more, more difficult times make stronger people, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's what we are going to be faced with here, but it's not going to last long. I think that all the loans we're doing today are going to be refinanced in the not too distant future, certainly within the next 12 months. That's what the market's telling you. That's why I can't get a zero point quote. You know, people mistakenly call that a par rate. It's not par. Par means the loan will be sold and bought for the value of the loan. So a, a $500,000 loan will be bought for $500,000. You can't do that and offer the customer zero. That's that's a, the, the nomenclature has gotten screwed up and people just have made mistakes and carried that through. You're listening to Batting 1000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Batting 1000, where we talk to the heavy hitters in the mortgage arena. And today I'm wearing my Be a Humble Hero t-shirt for a reason, because I've got a guy who needs absolutely no introduction. He, he is he is one of the icons of the mortgage industry, a dear friend for almost 20 years now, uh, a comrade, a, a partner, a guy that I love to death as a human being, and he is truly a humble hero. Today I get to hang out with Barry Habib, and it just doesn't get any better than this. Barry, we are so honored. I'm so honored to have you on the show. I'm so honored. Uh, author of Money in the Streets. You've done it all. You've spoke all over the nation. Everybody knows who you are. Barry, so glad to have you. I'm so I'm so honored to be here. It's certainly a privilege, and I love spending time with you, Dallas, you know, and, and obviously spending time with Jake, too, is just great. Uh, I could say all those exact same things right back towards you, my friend. Um, appreciate you and everything that you do. Well, feeling so mutual. So, Look, I know we've got an audience out there that's sitting in a changing, crazy market, and there's nobody that has a better understanding of what rates are doing, what the market's doing, where it's going. And I know you got a lot of great stuff to share today. So we'll just jump right in and, and, and let's talk about what's happening in today's mortgage market. Let's talk about what the prognosis is from your perspective on what rates are going to do in the, in the rest of this 2022 year. Uh, you know, what originators need to do. Let's talk about how we can help these guys today and the lenders that are out there to just be more successful. Uh, Barry, I'm going to let you kind of open that up and, and talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there and what some of the trends are and and some of the, the things that you think are going to happen. So we know that this is a market that's got a lot of moving parts, but once we understand it, a uh, little spoiler alert here, I think long-term the, the news is good, but there are some different components. Very, very short-term, few months down the road, changes in both areas, and then longer-term and what that means. So the the things I'd like to touch on is interest rates, of course. That's, we know that the relationship is most important, and we know that being an advisor and choosing the right products are most important, but certainly interest rates will have a very big influence on what's going on. So we want to make sure we understand what's driving it, what the Fed's role is, and we can talk about those things. But I also want to make sure that people know what the driving force is 
behind these moves that we've been seeing in interest rates. And then what's its impact on the overall economy, on us, mm-hmm. and of course the housing market? Because we yep. hear so much bad stuff on the housing market and people have gotten it wrong, Dale, for a long time. Yep. And blowing alarm whistles on housing. And as you know, we've been pretty steadfast and uh, forecasting housing. I think we've done a very good job of that. And I think right now, probably as as loud as the drumbeat as I can remember, people are forecasting a big crash, although they've been forecasting this for seven years now. But uh, the drumbeat's getting louder and louder and louder. And I think they just misinterpret a lot of the data. So I have ways for us to understand that. Good. Let, let, let me ask you this question as we lead into this, because one of the things, uh, Barry, that, that I have been uh, just preaching like crazy across the nation uh, in all the sessions that I do, you and I speak a lot uh, at conferences and with lenders and with you know brokers across the country and loan officers. And look, the, the one thing I keep telling people is, first off, this is an incredibly opportunistic market if you approach it the right way. This is where you can win market share if you're doing it the right way. The key is you got to change. You know, in a challenging market, if you think about the word challenge, it's got the word change embedded in it. It literally, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E, changes at the beginning and end of challenge. And what I'm telling people is you got to have confidence in your ability to be able to help people in this market. You got to remember, the American dream is still the American dream. Rates go up, people are still going to buy homes, especially with the massive demand that is out there because of the population numbers that we see today. And on the refi side, there's still refi opportunities if you're leveraging debt and doing the right things. Would you agree that this is an incredibly opportunity opportunistic market for those who are out there today, if they learn to modify their behavior from 2021, change the market. And you said something really key a minute ago, really focus in on relationships, slow yourself down, spend more time with your customers and with your referral partners and the people you work with, and really just do it right. Would you agree with that? Of course. Yeah. You you said so many important things there. And and the opportunity that exists right now is is one where you can really grow market share. But we do have to change, just as you said, some of the things we're doing. It's been a different market for the past two and a half years, and people have gotten accustomed to that. It was yeah. um, it was an easier market, let's put it that way. Yeah. But this is, you know, easy times make soft people, you know, more, more difficult times make stronger people, you know, yeah. and, and that's, right. uh, that's, that's what we, are going to be faced with here, but it's not going to last long. I think that all the loans we're doing today are going to be refinanced in the not too distant future, certainly with the next 12 months. That's what the market's telling you. That's why I can't get a zero point quote. You know, people mistakenly call that a par rate. It's not par. Par means the loan will be sold and bought for the value of the loan. So a a $500,000 loan will be bought for $500,000. You can't do that and offer the customer zero. That's, that's a, the, the nomenclature has gotten screwed up and people just have made mistakes and carried that through. Par rate means that a $500,000 loan will be bought for $500,000. So in order to make money, the customer has to pay two or three points on that thing. Right. So if you're going to do a loan with the customers at zero, somebody's paying $510,000, $515,000 for that loan. So the originator, the originating company, the servicer, the agencies, and the securitizer on Wall Street can all get paid out of that money. Yep. So the investor, before they spend $515,000 for a loan that's worth five hundred, dollars needs to be incented to do so. And the way that they're incented was, is with additional yield. Now, 
normal circumstances, that yield would typically be in the range of if you wanted to go for a loan that was, you know, let's just say a zero point loan as opposed to a one, you know, a one point loan or a two point loan. The, the difference would be a quarter percent or a half a percent more in yield, about a quarter percent for each point that you would be able to get in premium. Well, nobody wants that because they don't think the loan is going to be on that on the books that long. So I'm not going to spend five hundred and ten or $515,000 to get a little bit more in interest when I know that loan might refinance in six months, eight months, 15 months, whatever it is, right. because I believe that the market's coming down. So in a crazy perverse way, this difficulty that people are having is the market, the smart money saying, these rates are not going to be up here for very long and they're going to come back down. So nobody wants to be left holding the bag. So what do they do? If you want a zero point quote, we're going to make it really painful, they say, for you to do that to kind of dissuade you from it. So instead of it being a quarter point in rate gets you one point back, you got to go a full point in rate to get one point back. It's almost <laughs> ridiculous to do so. But that's the way that the buyers are looking at this market and saying that these rates will not remain here very long. So tell us the forecast. What what, what do you see happening out there, Barry? What what, what do you see the future hold? What, what are some some great strategies and ideas that you can share with the audience today in, in today's marketplace to build confidence, to build encouragement, to get people thinking again that this is a great industry to be in? Well, it is a great industry to be in. And, uh, you know, the fact that other people may not change the way they're thinking. You remember Albert Einstein said the, the same thought process, the same way of thinking that got us into this is not the way we're going to solve this, right? That's from Albert Einstein, pretty bright guy. Yep. So we have to change the way we think. Uh, we clearly have to take more of an advisory approach and we have to solve the problems that are in existence today. Yep. So if I can, Dale, I want to maybe go through some slides and kind of talk to everybody a little bit here Please. Uh, first and, and, and explain what's going on, why, where we're going. And I'll give you the triggers to see and also some solutions. So Great. first of all, let's let's take a look at what is driving interest rates. And it's the crazy thing about this is the people in this industry, Dale, don't understand what even drives interest rates. You would think we're in the business where, you know, I, I wrote loans for over 20 years. I never had a customer say the box there, it says interest rate. You fill in whatever you feel like. You know, everybody's <laughs> going to ask you, you know, where are rates going? What do you think? What's the current environment? And the way we answer that question is really important. That's an opportunity to show how bright you are. Because the person who says, well, you know, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be on vacation somewhere having a pina colada. <laughs> well, that might be funny, but you just blew an opportunity because yeah. now you sound like everyone else. And you just said, I have no clue what the frick's going on. Yeah. What you really need to do is to be able to understand it. So let's understand, first of all, what drives mortgage rates. It's not the Fed. The Fed has influence, but not in the ways you might think. It's inflation. So mortgages are long-term mortgage rates. So you got to turn your hat around right now. And instead of looking at it through the eyes of a borrower or a mortgage originator, look through the eyes of someone investing in that mortgage and buying that mortgage. Look through those lenses. And when you do, what you see is that, okay, I just gave you, just pick some numbers here, a $400,000 mortgage, and I'm getting... 2,000 bucks a month in monthly payment, just some round numbers, right? Yep. So now that 2,000 bucks a month, I take it and I buy a list of goods and services. This month, I get the check next month, I do the same thing, the same thing the month after maybe, 
But over time, I can't get everything on my list. I have to leave a few things off because inflation makes things cost more. And therefore, I can't get everything I used to. Literally, my buying power is eroding. So the check says $2,000, but don't buy what $2,000 used to buy. Right. When inflation is very low, I can offer a low rate of interest because that erosion happens very slowly. But now inflation has gone on a year-over-year basis from less than 1.5% to currently 8.6% as measured by the Consumer Price Index. That changes the game. And that's why rates have gone up because I can't do anything about the loans I've given in the past. What I can do, though, is on new loans, I can try to account for that more rapid rate of erosion because of higher inflation in my buying power. So what do I do? On that same $400,000 loan, I can't start at 2,000. I got to start at 22, 23, 24, 2,500 to offset the more rapid rate of erosion that I'm experiencing every month. So that's why you're seeing mortgage rates rise. And in fact, Dale, I could show you kind of a pretty cool chart that really kind of speaks to this in a good way. And so let, let's let's take a look at some of the charts that I have here, Dale. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. That's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. And let's do it. And Dale, you tell me if you could see that screen. It looks good to you. Looks good. Okay. So we got a lot of the R word now, recession. And, you know, Dale, I'm very proud. You know, you and I have talked about this. I remember when I called the recession for 2020, in 2019, everybody thought I was nuts. And sure enough, it happened in January of 2020. And we have been calling, believe it or not, since 11 months ago. It's on MBS Highway. It's documented. We made the call for second half of 2022. Looks like a recession to us. Again, everybody thought we were nuts. But the methodology is proving out that it's going to more than likely be very accurate. So, Dale, right now, people are looking at the market and they're saying, hey, you know, it feels a lot worse. The NBA estimated $2.6 trillion in originations. I think it'll come in less than that. But let's just say it comes in 2.3. That would be like the third best year in the last 16 years in volume. So there's volume out there. We just got to get our share. And purchases for all the hand-wringing and all the crap that you hear on TV, purchases, when you compare them to the last decade, they're at a very strong level. Now, we had this big dip because of COVID. This here, a lot of that is makeup for the big dip. So we're coming off of very high levels. Now, when you say, okay, let's compare it to the previous year, it looks like purchases are going down. But if you take the noise out of COVID and the crazy influence that the Fed had and, you, and the QE, and you say, let's compare it to 2019, 2018, 2017, 2017, it compares very favorably. This is a very good market. So don't believe the crap in the media. Now, remember I told you that inflation drives mortgage rates, and here's the proof. Let's take a peek over the past 50 years and watch what happens. The white line's inflation. So inflation starts to move up first, and then what are mortgage rates in blue? What do they do? There's a lag, but after inflation moves up, then mortgage rates move up. Inflation starts coming down. Again, there's a lag. Actually, mortgage rates went up a little bit longer, but then once inflation was coming down, Mortgage rates came down. It's the same pattern over and over and over with just a little bit of a lag for mortgage rates. And here we are now. Inflation shoots up and mortgage rates are simply following suit. So if you want to know where are we going to be with interest rates, we have to watch inflation. When will inflation come down? And the answer is right here. This is an important inflation measurement. It's called the Consumer Price Index or CPI. When we take a look at CPI, it's made up of the most recent 12 months. 
The most recent data we got was a couple of weeks ago for the month of May of 2022 right here. It was 1% for that one month. If you go from May of 2022 to June of 2021, you add these up with a little bit of rounding, with a little bit of compounding, and that gives you your 8.6% year-over-year inflation. Now, the reason why the market performed so badly and rates jumped up after the last inflation report and the reason why the Fed said, oh my gosh, we better hike at a greater rate is because this number for May came in at 1%. It replaced the May 2021 number, which was 7 tenths, which made the year-over-year -year number go up by the same 3 tenths. It went from 8.3 year-over-year to 8.6, and the market panicked. Now, in a couple of weeks from now, Dale, we're going to get the number for June of 2022. I think it's quite possible that the number for June of 2022 comes in less than the number it will replace. Maybe it comes in six or seven tenths, and the inflation number year over year should go down from 8.6 to maybe 8.4, 8.3, something like that. And everybody's going to say, oh my gosh, pop the champagne corks, inflation has peaked. So I think mortgage bonds will respond well, but here's what nobody's counting on. They're not looking at this. And what we see here was the inflation readings for 2021 were quite low, which means it won't take much when we get the numbers to replace July, August, and September for the new readings to be higher, which tells us inflation will have a resurgence over the summer and early fall and mortgage rates. We could get a little bit of a break here in lower rates for the next month or so, but after that, it's going to be a little bit more challenging summer. Now, I believe, Dale, that when we get into the fall, we get into the fourth quarter and the first quarter of next year, you could see the comparisons are much higher. Because of that alone, inflation should drop. Plus, the Fed rate hikes will start to take hold. So if we think about inflation drives mortgage rates. So what is inflation? The definition of inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. So one of the things that's out there is supply chain is now alleviating. Shanghai was all bottled up, and that is an enormous port, largest in the world. We start to get goods flow by the fourth quarter. That alleviates some of those concerns on the inflation front from supply. But also what the Fed's trying to do by hiking rates is demand destruction. Now, the Fed does not control long-term rates. The Fed controls short-term rates, which affects home equity loans, car loans, credit cards, personal loans. But the big one are the commercial loans. That's the one that's there based on the Fed funds rate plus a little bit of a margin, but that's your 300 million, half a billion dollar loan. Should I build this factory? Should I do this expansion? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff slows down because the economy doesn't, the economics of it, I should say, doesn't make sense at the higher cost. Plus, remember, inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. So that lack of or less borrowing money because its rates are higher will slow down the amount of dollars chasing products, but also people will now have an incentive to save. As the Fed continues to hike rates, next hike on July 27th, then the 21st, we're gonna get a Fed funds rate near 3%. And that means you can get savings in the bank of 4% or so. So maybe I wasn't interested in putting my money in the bank at one-tenth of 1%, but at 4%, I might put some money away. So what's inflation? Too many dollars chasing too few products. This is money coming out, so less dollars. So what the Fed's trying to do is cause demand destruction, slow things down. And that should help mortgage rates as we get into the fourth quarter. I think, Dale, we could get back under 
between the fourth quarter and first quarter. And listen, Dale, you know this, rates in the mid fours, we can kick butt with that. Now, we know that there's going to be a recession. We've called it, as I mentioned a while ago, we are very convinced Look at what the Fed does every time. Let's go back 80 years. Fed starts hiking. It brings us to the dark air recession again, 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 again. Every time. It didn't happen here after the Fed rate hikes, but that's because we had the advent of the internet. And the last time it occurred, and here's where we are now, we're going to be, we're going to be hiked right into another recession. The Fed will never admit it. But if you look and read between the tea leaves here at what the Atlanta Fed and the Cleveland Fed are saying, they're forecasting gross domestic product for the second quarter to be roughly at zero. And this is after the first quarter was negative 1.6. They'll never forecast a negative number. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a negative print for the second quarter. Now, the definition of a recession comes from the National Board of Economic Research. They're like the umpire. You know, the rule of thumb is two consecutive quarters of a GDP print that's negative and you're in a recession. But it's not official until they call it. But you know what? Two uh, the, the analogy I like is this one, Dale. Two quarters of GDP negative is like a pitcher throwing a ball right in the heart of the plate, dead center. It's pretty hard for the umpire not to call that one a strike. So we have to wait for the National Board of Economic Research to call it, but I think they'll call it a recession. And then the, the argument against that you hear all the time is the job market's too strong. Job market, how could you have a recession when the unemployment rate's so low? It's only 3.6%. Well, here's the news flash. That's exactly when you get it. You never get recessions when unemployment is high. You get them when they reach their lowest level and begin to turn higher. Let's look over the last 100 years, and this is a 100% accurate correlation, no deviations from it. Every time the unemployment rate reaches its lowest level and starts to turn higher, you get a recession right around the corner. Here's where we are right now, 3.6% unemployment rate. When we get the unemployment numbers, watch for a couple of months where it starts to tick higher. You will know that recession is right around the corner. So here's the payoff. What does this mean to us? Well, here's what it means to us, Dale. It means that mortgage rates during recessions decline. The last one, they dropped 1%. Here they dropped one and an eighth, near 1%, two and a quarter percent, 5%. Four and a quarter percent. So mortgage rates decline. And then the other big question, because the media is going to say, okay, you got a recession. What's that mean for real estate? Well, let's look at the facts. During the past nine recessions, real estate values went up and up a lot more after the recession. One exception, Dale, we remember this. This was, you know, the housing bubble that led us into the recession, not the recession that caused the housing bubble. The housing bubble, you know, 100 LTV, no income, no asset, investor loan, 580 FICO, no job. I mean, you know, kind of crazy situations there. Plus, demographics were different. And uh, before I go to the next one, Dale, that was a lot of stuff there. So let's just take a pause here, and then we can go and talk a little bit about housing. Well, thanks for sharing all that data. Um, I think that helps an awful lot of people to understand a little bit better exactly, you know, how the market works, what drives the market. Because you're right, people think Fed Fed rate goes up, rates are going to go up, but that's not. Hey there, audio listener, producer Jake here. Thanks so much for listening to the public version of this episode featuring the founder and CEO of MBS Highway, best-selling author of Money in the Streets, which is available on Amazon, and three times Ill and Pulsonomics Crystal Ball Award winner Barry Habib. 
Look, Barry's a legend in this industry. Not only is MBS Highway a leading solution in the space, but Barry has imprinted his influence on a number of the industry's latest events and conferences. He's a frequent guest on radio, TV, and of course, podcasts. He's even one of the co-founders of Social Survey. Needless to say, you want to hear what Barry has to say. So here's what I need you to do. To listen to the full episode, just visit dalevermillion.com forward slash diamond club to join a members only club that has exclusive access to the full length conversations Dale hosts with incredible guests like Barry. As a member, you'll not only get your own personalized feed to listen to betting a thousand in your favorite podcasting app, but you also get access to the full video interview, plus getting access to transcripts, blog posts, and more. Become a diamond club member today by visiting dalevermillion.com forward slash diamond club. One last time before we go today, Barry and his team are graciously offering a discount to betting a thousand listeners. You can say 40%. You heard me right. 40% by just using the code event. That's E-V-E-N-T event when checking out at mbshighway.com. With that code, that's just $120 a month or $1,200 a year for access to a leading technology, daily videos, and everything that the MBS Highway team provides their user base. Our thanks again to Barry and the team for this special offer for you, our listeners. Batting a Thousand is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter, that's at Dale Vermillion, or tweet us using the hashtag batting1000, that's hashtag batting1000. 